You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Those of us with iPhones all love what they can do, but most of us don't think much about the components inside the device. Depending on which phone you have, there's a good chance it relies heavily on technology created by a company called Qualcomm. Qualcomm invented key technologies that let phones send and receive data. and It has amassed more than 130,000 patents, some of which let Qualcomm collect royalties as high as 5% of the selling price of mobile phones. That adds up to billions of dollars from better-known companies like Apple. It's big money, and it has led to a high-stakes worldwide legal battle between Qualcomm and Apple. The fight is the subject of a story in the upcoming edition of Bloomberg Business Week. And here with us to talk about it is Max Chafkin, who's one of the reporters who wrote that story. Max, thanks for being here. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. So as my kids could tell you, I am pretty much technologically illiterate. So tell us, tell, tell, explain to me what Qualcomm's uh, great technology is and why it is so important to my, my iPhone. Sure. So, so one point of, of clarity is actually pretty much any phone you own today relies on this Qualcomm technology, which is the uh, technology that allows you to send and receive data through a cellular connection. So if you're uh, making a phone call or, uh, or sending a mobile message or going on Snapchat or doing pretty much anything you do in the modern world that is, that is using a 3G or 4G connection, you rely on uh, basically this, this big basket of patents that, that Qualcomm developed, which, which sort of figures out how to squeeze data into radio signals and, and to do it efficiently. Um, it's, it's really an amazing uh, sort of miracle of, of, of modern technology. The, um, the contention here, though, is that Qualcomm has basically been, been asking too much for this. Uh, they, they charge a, a flat royalty on the, on the price of every handset that's sold uh, around the world. Um, and Apple, uh, and, and it appears maybe there, there may be a couple other companies joining them, has, has basically said enough's enough, and, and they're fighting this, uh, this, this big uh, legal battle. Yeah, so walk me through the the relationship between Apple and Qualcomm. In your story, you talk about how they uh, a little while back uh, ha had a deal, um, but 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 I guess that's uh, that deal may be breaking down. So what's what's kind of ingenious, or maybe depending on your perspective, diabolical uh, with, with Qualcomm's business model is they so so they do two things. One is they have the patents, and the other is they manufacture the chips that are used in many phones. But they don't they don't they're not the only manufacturer of chips. They're just the manufacturer of, of the best chips, basically. And whether you buy your chips from Qualcomm or from one of its competitors, you still have to pay that, that royalty. And what happened with Apple, and this is Apple's contention in, in the lawsuit, um, is that Qualcomm used its 
basically basic power as a chip manufacturer to force Apple to agree to terms that that it now says are are onerous. So Apple was afraid that if it complained about this thing, which is known in the industry as the Qualcomm tax, um, Apple's contention is that that then Qualcomm would be able to to withhold its modems and basically your iPhone would not you know stream video or something like that. So it would be pretty much useless. Um, and 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 the thing that changed, and this is Ian King and I, my co-writer, uh, reported is is basically that Apple got a second supplier. Apple convinced Intel uh, to invest some money to make uh, a competing modem, which which is now in some iPhones, but not all iPhones. And it was that um, that sort of buying power that allowed Apple to turn around and 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 now um, you know start negotiating harder, which led to this dispute. You also in the story talk about um, some conversations between Apple and Samsung, which of course is uh, Apple's big rival in the smartphone market, but um, also somebody who who um, uh, supplies uh, uh, Apple for uh, some components for the so, I- yeah, iPhone. Yeah, this so, is a pretty juicy allegation. So in Qualcomm's complaint, uh, Qualcomm alleges that uh, counterclaim. Sorry, that Qualcomm alleges that. At a conference in Idaho in the summer of 2015, which almost certainly was the Sun Valley Conference, which is this uh, big con- confab uh, held by an investment bank, it's it's only it's like top level people go there. Uh, you know, an Apple executive and a Samsung executive had a conversation during which, according to Qualcomm, the Apple executive urged Samsung to complain to the Korean regulatory body that 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 regulates. Uh, you know all this stuff in South Korea. Now this is particularly uh, uh, juicy and a little and, and you know as we say in the story kind of explosive because of course Samsung's um, you know de facto CEO Jay Lee uh, w- you know was convicted of bribing the president and as part of this whole inquiry one of the commissioners on that group uh, stepped down so so you know it's it's not clear that anything inappropriate happened um, CEOs you know talk all the time on the other hand Qualcomm is kind of saying that Apple, Basically, went around the world and and sort of whispered in the ears of regulators and and brought and got a bunch of these regulators, including in South Korea and also in the U.S. There there's also regulatory inquiries in in the EU and in Taiwan to uh, to, to basically go after Qualcomm. So they're alleging this kind of vast international uh, conspiracy. Apple, of course, says like that's that's crazy. The reason the uh, regulators are looking into this is because you know what you're doing is wrong. So, so we've alluded to lawsuits and we talked about regulators. What are the big legal cases that are out there that, that people should be watching? So in, in this dispute, the, there, there's sort of two key things going on. One is there's a lawsuit in uh, Southern California in, in, in a federal court in San Diego where um, Apple and Qualcomm have, have sued one another. I should, sorry, I should say three suits. So there's that. And then there is an FTC complaint in Northern California. This is the federal government looking into Qualcomm's pricing. That complaint dropped at almost the exact same time that Apple brought its stuff. Um, and the the sort of really interesting one is this complaint in the ITC, which is the, the U.S. government uh, a group that regulate, that's sort of supposed to protect American businesses. Qualcomm sort of countersued uh, Apple and is basically trying to prevent the uh, import of iPhones uh, that that are made without Qualcomm chips, and that ruling is supposed to happen, uh, you know, by I think September 2018, so so sometime soon. And and the thought is that that could create some leverage that Qualcomm might be able to use to to negotiate a settlement. Basically, Qualcomm wants to settle this thing. Apple says, you know, we want to go to trial. 
Is that because Apple has more resources? What's what, what's sort of behind the motivations of either side? So, uh, you know, if you talk to Apple, they say the reason we want to try this is because it's all about fairness. Um, if you if you look at it maybe with a little bit of objectivity, I think one thing that's fair to say is that. Apple has a lot of resources. Apple can afford a drawn-out fight. For Qualcomm, uh, this is a very Apple's a very important customer, uh, possibly their biggest customer. Um, and so, so you know, if Apple just stops paying them, which is what has happened, you know, at some point they, they would have to come to the bargaining table. I want to thank Max Chafkin. He's a reporter for Bloomberg Businessweek talking about the brewing legal fight uh, between Apple and Qualcomm over smartphones. Thanks very much for joining us here on Bloomberg Law. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.